Hey peeps, you know what it is. It's the podcast for born wanderers and rule breakers, a place and space to get your weekly dose of motivational tea. song Colella. um it's the let me know remix so featuring who's in that jungle pussy cupcake princess nokia and miss boogie that's my shit y'all like i love that song and i feel like it's such like the mood to get me into the mood for this episode that's what i was listening to um especially cupcake i love how explicit she is She's like, you could be Charlie Sheen, and I'm going to tell you again. A bitch like me keep two and a half men. Super fucking petty. Wait, super fucking petty. I'm dodging bouquet, bouquets and weddings. They're trying to fuck with you. He- not trying to fuck with you heavy because you're wasting my motherfucking time. Nigga, let me know what. Anyway, I love that song. And it's perfect because today we are talking about sex. Yes. Yes. Let me stop because I don't talk like that. But this is an episode. This is a sex positive episode. So let me just start right off the bat. When we say sex positive, that means we are talking about all aspects of sexual exploration. Okay. And we are not shaming anybody, depending on what your sexual preferences are. But this is we're talking about sex and specifically international thoughting. That's kind of like the tagline for the show this week, um, which has been inspired by my guest, Becca, uh, who is, her tag is Big Booty Becca over on YouTube, her channel. And that international thoughting is actually one of her taglines. So we're going to be speaking with her in a little bit. But um, yeah, let's get into today's topic. So I wanted to talk about sex Um and talking about it in a sex positive light, um, in regards to sex and, you know, sex abroad, because let's say everybody loves talking about it. Like this is a fun topic to talk about. I was actually excited to talk about it myself. And, um, yeah, just wanted to discuss my philosophy and, um, philosophy on sex, like what my views on sex, especially, um, being abroad. And because we're sexual creatures, we are, we're, we're, it's a part of life. None of us would be here without it. And I think it's one of those things that because we are, depending on where you're from, but for most cultures, I still feel like sex is kind of something that, you know, you may not, even if you are a very sexually free person, sometimes deep down, there's like this little like buried, tiny, like a mustard seed size bit of feeling guilty about it, about engaging in it, about talking, about having discussions, even like, you know, even amongst your girlfriends or your friends, like I know guys and, and well, men and women discuss sex in very, very, very different ways. But even then, sometimes people don't even feel comfortable talking about it. Because I know even for myself, it's only been at the age of 31, I want to say within the past five years that I've 
have made friendships or connections with women where we feel comfortable enough to talk about that because growing up, um, and I want to say like even getting into, let's say college, let's say even college age, I didn't even, I didn't really have any serious, honest, um, you know, conversations with any friends about sex, not really. And, um, I, this is this episode, we're doing that. We're having those discussions, especially when it comes to like being abroad and, um, you know, no matter how you identify now, I'm going to put out that I am a cis hetero woman. So I do like men. I love me some men. Um, even though it's kind of like, could be a struggle in that area. Not so much any, not so much these days, because I'm pretty much out here just like focusing on me, but just talking about past. But we're going to get into all of that in this episode. So um, before we get into the current situation, I want to say that if you are listening to this and um, there's anything that is making you feel uncomfortable, it's okay because being uncomfortable actually is a good thing, I think. We all need to start being in positions of feeling uncomfortable a lot more because with that comes growth and learning, and I'm all about that. Um, I also want to say that there are we're going to be mentioning sex work um, in this episode, and if you are someone who feels some type of way about it, or you feel offended, or you get you ain't down with it, um, just maybe like listen to another podcast because you know sex work is still work, and. I am someone who is pro-sex work, and I've recently, this is something that I recently kind of, because, you know, I, I felt like when I was younger, I was kind of like, you know, they out here prostituting, da, 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 and we're, and we're taught that. That's the other thing. We are taught that. But, like, you know, sex work has been around for, I want to say, probably millennia. I'm not, uh, an, and is that way? How do I say that? A millennia. Basically, sex work has been around for a long ass time. So um, I kind of feel like it's something that is it's a part of our society and it's not going to go anywhere, anywhere, anytime soon. And so if you are not pro sex work or you feel very offended, I would just say, um, yeah, listen to another podcast. So let's get into the current situation. And this week's current situation is thoughts, not thoughts thoughts on hooking up abroad. So why is hooking up abroad exciting? That's the first question. And I'm going to answer my own question. I think hooking up abroad is exciting because it's not just abroad, like maybe hooking up is just exciting in general. Meeting new people is exciting. You know, having that interaction, those first moments of, you know, getting to know a person are always fun. Um, new personalities, uh, new ways of being attracted to a person. And then I think add to that being in another country, surrounded by another culture, um, and engaging with men or women or whoever, depending on how you identify, um, engaging in people in a romantic or sexual nature in an, in a different culture outside of your own is, it's just new. It's exciting. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. And so that's why I think it's exciting. Um, now, being in Korea, 
which is where I am currently living. Uh, I think Korea is a very special place when it comes to hooking up. And there's a lot of people, Asia in general, Asia in general is a very different uh, place, I want to say, in the dating world. Uh, for various different reasons. And Korea in particular, um, I think that with the rise of K-pop or the Hallyu, excuse me, Hallyu wave, and for those who don't know what Hallyu, that's spelled H-A-L-L-Y-U, that's the Romanized version of Hallyu, which refers to the Korean wave. Hallyu is a term that's used here in Korea too. Um, basically, it's covering everything that has to do with the popularity of Korean culture through entertainment, music, uh, of style, fashion, beauty, all of those things that is really big now. You know, I'm I'm sure if, I'm sure y'all heard of BTS. You know who that person is, or excuse me, that who that group is. So that's what I mean. Be, with this wave, there's come an interest, I think, for a lot of people here in uh, a lot of foreigners here in wanting to date Korean um, men and women, and. It's exciting because people, when you are going to a new country, I feel that you have ideas already in your head about certain people. And, you know, for myself, being a cis hetero woman, um, I think that going to certain countries, um, the men, you know, engaging with the men, it's an exciting thing. You know, it's something new, it's something different. And um, so I think that people, it's one of those things that, you know, when you go uh, go abroad, downloading that Tinder app or that Bumble app or whatever, Hinge, I, I think Hinge is kind of shit here in my opinion, but like you get on the apps and you want to see who's out there, you know, who can I meet up with? It's fun. It is fun. Like, I, I can't deny that myself. I know I'm not, I know I'm not the only one who's got on a plane and land, came off the plane swiping. Now, <laughs> um, so, there's that aspect. Now, right off the rip, I'm going to say I have not dated a Korean. I have not slept with a Korean um, person um, since I have been living here. And that is for the reason that is I haven't necessarily been seeking it out. Some people I know a lot of people do. Um, Korea boo is a thing. If you guys don't know what the term Korea boo is, I feel like quite a few people listening to this definitely know, especially with the, my folks living here in Korea. If you don't know, uh, Google it. I'm going to let you do the research for yourself and find out for yourself because we're not really going to get into that. But there's a lot of that here. Um, and for me, I just never really like uh, sought it out. Now, when it comes to dating, I say personally, I feel that I am open to dating. For me, it's more about personality over anything else or who is basically suited to me and giving me the things that I need, I guess, emotionally and, you know, the things that I desire. Now, culture is a big thing for me as well. So even though I say said that, I will say that I know I'm definitely attracted to um, melanated individuals more so than 
other people. And that's for various, it's an attraction. Um, it's a cultural thing. And I, since I have been here in Korea and even when I was living in Australia, I have, for the most part, I've only dated people within the, the African diaspora. And I say the diaspora because it's been people uh, who are African, Black, but from various different countries. So that's pretty much it. Um, and I'm just, I'm saying all this so you guys can get an idea of like where I'm coming from. And uh, so when it comes to like hooking up, I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I didn't lose my virginity until I was like 23. And it happened when I went abroad for the first time. So I was a little bit more, you know, I was older. I kind of had more I was still extremely, extremely naive as hell. Like I was walking around, I had a full clown face on, full paint, red nose, rainbow hair, a uh, little Afro wig and everything. Like I was full on clown gear um, when I was <laughs> 23, but I was a little bit older. So I kind of feel like I had a definitely, I definitely had a little bit more of a maturity about me. Um, so hooking up for me, it was still, I was never really walking into things with the intention of I'm hooking up. I was always kind of looking at things from a place of how, you know, we're conditioned to believe things are supposed to go. Like you meet the guy dating and then maybe dating leads into like, you know, seriousness and da 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 da. So, um, but at the same time, when you are constantly moving around, traveling around, um, hooking up is a thing because you're going to run into people um, that you have that attraction to and y'all don't know when y'all are going to cross paths again. So I think that, you know, it's very, it's a very common thing, especially within the travel world. Now here in Asia, I feel like it's, it's a big, 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 big thing. Like, I feel like there's not really, it's more, it's more of a hookup culture than a dating culture because dating is something totally different. And personally, I don't even know if dating for our generation, when I say generation, I guess like millennials, like the, the, from the tail end, from the rooter to the tutor of the millennials, I think that it's something completely different now. Um, even the traditional ways of dating that maybe our parents dealt with as far as like a whole actual courtship process is kind of gone. It's like people were just kind of like um, falling into it. And it's just kind of a thing of, I guess, whenever it happens, happens. I'm sure there's people that have those conversations, but I kind of feel like it's all kind of hookup culture and dating culture has kind of like hooking, I'll say hooking culture has melted into, has become dating culture. That's what I'm trying to say. Hooking, hookup culture has become dating culture. This is, this is kind of my opinion on it. And it's kind of can be uh, very confusing. And then on top of that, um, when you were talking about getting one, if you're a person who's like not about hooking up, you want to have a serious uh, connection with somebody, it can become very, very tricky when you add into your location, add into the add in the cultural differences that you have to deal with. It becomes very, it's it's tricky to navigate. So, personally, right now, I'm not dating anyone, and that is by choice, purposely. I have, well, for a while I was going on dates and actually, what, two weeks ago, I went on a date that 
went it went good. It wasn't anything serious because I knew that this person was just traveling through here in Korea. Uh, I was using Bumble and I knew, you know, he wasn't going to be staying. So I thought it was a thing of, oh, it'll be nice to, you know, go out, have company, meet someone. Because I feel like dating should be fun. I think I spent most of my 20s looking at dating as something super, super serious. And don't get me wrong. I don't think, I mean, this is going to different differ depending on who we're talking about. But for me, I was going into it with a, in, with very much a serious thing. So a, a serious, like, I guess a serious, like serious thoughts as far as oh, I'm on a date with this person. He seems so nice. And already on the first date, I'm like envisioning like the future. And oh my gosh, what if this is like my future husband? Like thinking of it from that standpoint, it took a while. It took a while to break me out of that, like break myself out of it. And I don't even know if I have fully 100%, but I realized that dating should be about data collection. It should be about getting to know a person, finding if that person is suitable for you, compatible for you in more than in more than one way. So I I finally got past that and was like, you know what, I think right now I'm interested in dating. I want to date people to get to know them and find out what I don't want and find out what I do want. I think for me, that's the purpose of dating. But since that last date, I've decided just to delete all the apps and just focus on myself. As far as sex goes, I feel like for me, you should be able to do whatever you want as long as you're being safe, as long as consent is involved, and at the same time being careful and cautious of who you're allowing to have access to you, who you are allowing to consume you. And so for me right now, I'm not really, I mean, I guess I had a little hoe phase, but not really. And I think a hoe, the whole idea of a hoe phase or a hotation is just sexual exploration, which I think is very normal for, well, we know that's a norm for men, but I think it's also a norm for women, but you know how, you know, the whole patriarchy and all that stuff, you know how that goes. It's like uh, women aren't really necessarily allowed to um, explore that, or they are, you know, but still, there still is a stigma with a woman that's extremely, extremely sexually open, as well as with that that's women viewing other women that are sexually open. There's still a stigma there. I mean, hell, look at how sex workers are treated. Um, so yeah, I think safety and being careful is important because I do really believe that uh, the body is a temple of sorts. And especially like women, you look at how we're built our anatomy. And I just feel like it's one of the most amazing things, especially the fact that our body is meant to like house a life or be the home of life. If 
if that's what a woman decides to do. So it's an amazing thing, you know, and um, for me, I got to the point where I was like, I recognize that and I'm like, I just can't let anybody up in here. You know, I just don't want to do that. And after a few times of having experienced certain um, sexual relationships, I got to the point where I'm like, I just don't want anybody to use my body to essentially, like, I just don't want somebody just to use my body purely for sex and they're not even connecting with me. Um, Or, you know, because there's a lot of guys that will be out here having sex with women and they're literally, it's like they're literally using the woman's body for, they might as well be masturbating. Cause that's the woman is like, just like an object, just a thing for me to like have my moment and just be, you know, they're not even checking on nobody, you know, guys don't even still know where the clit is or what to do with it. Or it's like, you know, there's uh, that in itself is just kind of a travesty and the fact that a lot of women don't even majority, I feel, I really do feel like there's a, ma- a good majority of men that don't know, they have absolutely no idea about what's going on down there. Or if they don't, when you do try to, because I believe in teaching sometimes. I believe that sometimes, you know, if you have a connection with the person, you're feeling them. And, you know, sometimes people, they need a little help, you know? And I mean, if you, if you want to guide them and help them, but it's like, shoot, at least if they're not even having the patience. I had a situation one time where, what did this dude do? Um, he was like, uh, I guess I was like trying to like guide him and help him. And, you know, it's going, it's going along, it's going along. And it was just kind of like, you know, I, I had patience, but it was getting to the point where it was just like, he wasn't really taking the notes I gave him. And um, I guess it was a thing of like, yeah, I guess we should just try this later. Or it was one of those things where like, you know, I, uh, they're asking you, you didn't, so did you, did you come yet? I hate that. That shit's the worst shit to hear. I don't know about anybody else. Y'all gotta let me know if, if you agree with this. Like, is this, that's just the worst shit to hear because it just, it's such a mood killer. It's just a, such a mood killer because it's like, oh, so you got a time limit on this, right? Is that what you're saying? Because it really isn't that, I mean, it really ain't that difficult. But then again, well, not all women, but for me, as someone who is, I've I've taken the time to understand my body and understand what works for me when it comes to uh, sexual pleasure. Um, for me, I'm like it ain't it don't take it really don't take that long, bruh. It really don't take that long. Um, so I mean, you know, we're out here dealing with that, and I guess the older I get, I was to the, I got to the point where I was like. Yeah, I'm actually good with, you know, getting myself off because that works. (laughs) That works. And I'm just going to take some time, focus on me because it really almost isn't even worth it. I, 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 even though I say I'm kind of, I'm all for, I'm all for, I guess, I'm all for a woman being able to choose. That's where I start from when it comes to talks about uh, from abortion to hooking up to one night stands to marriage to dating. I, my, my, my 
opinion will always start from the root of a woman's right to choose. So with that being said, I'm all, I, I still mean that. I stand by that. But at the same time, I just, I don't think it's, I don't find any stock in even sleeping around. Well, how, let me rephrase this. Hold on. I don't find any stock of just hooking up with just anybody because for me, I guess based from my experience, it's like, how can you tell if by looking at this guy that the sex is going to be good? If that makes sense. You know what I mean? There's no like, there's no like radar to detect if somebody has good dick. <laughs> this is basically what I'm, what am I saying? Yo, uh, can you imagine? Yo, if there was a radar that could detect if somebody had good dick, like, what would that look like? Or not even like, not even just talking about men, people in gener general. Like if there was a radar that could detect if a person was good, great at sex, how would that change shit? That shit's funny. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so before we get into our guest uh, for this episode, I just want to finish the current situation by saying that, of course, safety, 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 wherever you are in the world, and you're going to hear me say this again throughout the episode multiple times, probably like another 20 times, um, wherever you are in the world is so, so important to be careful. And that's the other thing about hookup culture, why I feel like it's if you want to enjoy, have a sexual experience with someone and you feel like it's a both on it. Well, it's definitely got to be both on a mutual uh, con consensual, like coming from that type of place. Then I feel like go ahead, get yours, do it, get it in, have fun. Um, but it's so important to just be careful, um, especially for my ladies that are traveling solo. Um you just don't want to get yourself put into a position because it's a, a position because it can be, you know, you just got to be smart. And uh, when it comes to hooking, hooking up culture, that's that's anywhere in the world. So, all right, let's go to our next segment. Okay, welcome back, everyone. And so I've been so, so excited to record this episode because I have a really awesome chick here, Becca. She is a newbie. Well, let's, say, let's say she's fresh. She's a fresh, fresh. YouTuber. Um, channel is International Thoughting. International, no. Title. The title. Thought, yes. But the title is name is Big Booty Becca. Big Booty Becca. Title International Thought, right? Mm -hmm. And this is perfect because it's Thoughtum. <laughs> it's Fat Girl Fall. Mm -hmm. And I thought this would be awesome, perfect guest to have on. So uh if you want to give everyone a little introduction, tell the people listening about you, yourself, and what you're doing here in Korea. Mm -hmm. Hi y'all, I'm Becca. <laughs> Big Booty Becca. Um, I am here in Korea teaching English, just like Lisa. I taught English for a few years in Spain and got kind of sick of that game. Um, so I thought I'd check out Asia, you know, figure out what's yeah. going on over here. Yeah. See what thought stories I could collect. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so now, 
uh, Spain was your first experience living abroad. Yeah. And Korea is now your second country. Yeah, I lived very short, lived in um, Costa Rica. But oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. okay. Costa Rica. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to get into this uh, episode, uh, like the title says, International Thoughting, a sex positive episode. So if you are listening and you are a judgmental bitch, switch off. Cap this out. is not for you. Uh, but if you are someone who's open-minded, because over here we are, and we are sex positive, so I want everyone to come into this with uh, open ears and an open mind. All right, so uh, to kick this off, I want to get into talking about uh, sex on the road and talking about some stories, I guess, as far as like sexual awakening because a lot of people when they go abroad uh it's their first experience especially as americans it's their first experience seeing a new place and then of course you know we're in the dating app age so it's kind of exciting to get on and start swiping internationally because now we have a smorgasbord of different people new people you're in a new place it's all exciting um so well let me ask you this first you did you use dating apps back in the states so i didn't start using dating apps until i moved to spain yeah but i was only 20 when i moved to spain okay so you know okay i was, I was still fresh yeah a baby i was a virgin as well so oh okay yeah okay um but I have used them in America now, yeah. Yeah, well, since then. Okay, yeah. so you're kind of similar to me because I didn't use Tinder for the first time until 2014 mm -hmm. when I, yeah, that's when I moved to Australia. Um, I had had sexual um, experiences prior to that, but actually it all happened abroad. So my, so, like, so for you, I was like, a virgin, I hate that term virgin yeah, I know. as well, I, but I didn't know what other words we won't, we won't get into that, but like for, for reasons, but anyway, um, yeah, what was I saying? So yeah, I didn't have my like whole like sexual awakening until I started traveling internationally. Um, okay. So when you first started using it and I was young, I was like 20, 23, 24. So still so naive so tender so precious um and so i was actually using tinder as a dating app yeah <laughs> it's a dating app but like let's be real what is it though? right yeah. right so i i kind of was using it and just having different experiences but for you being in spain how was that your first experiences yeah so I didn't get on Tinder until after I did have sex for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got on Tinder and I was like, first of all, a maniac. Like I was going, <laughs> like using up all my swipes every day. Oh, my you God. Know, it, like, like, I, I heard that it limits you, but yeah. I never got to it. <laughs> no! I was pushing the limits. And at one point I got to the point where they said there was no one near me. Wow. And I was living in a city of like three million people. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't know that was possible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, it became like a little bit of an addiction. Yeah. Um I mean I can understand why though. It's an ego boost. Right, me. exactly. It's an ego boost and it was like, oh I'm in Spain, like oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. not only are there like Spanish people, but there are like so many travelers and I'm from a, such a small place, small town, like yeah. my experience is so new to me. Yeah. 
um the only problem was I didn't have the confidence to actually meet up with anyone at the Mm -hmm. time I was Mm -hmm. I had this impression that even Mm -hmm. though they matched me they would see me in person and like run away really quickly Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure I was just like not in a good headspace like about myself right like my body positivity was yeah zero (laughs) yeah yeah I feel you so the first probably year I didn't meet up with anyone okay yeah yeah I was a bit kind of like scared about it too um because so I was like a very I was a very very much judgmental bitch and I remember thinking when I heard about Tinder for the first time, I was like, ooh, that seems like that's for losers. Yeah. Like, ooh, who's meeting up with, like, I used to think this yeah. way. And it wasn't until someone, like, a coworker encouraged me to and then started swiping. And then you swipe with another person. And it's like, oh, my God. You yes. know, it's like, ooh, oh, my God, this person swiped on me. Yes. Oh, and it's like you're now that I look back on it, it's like. Just because somebody swipes and you don't mean shit. But anyway, okay. So, yeah. So, dating apps internationally, I think that's, I mean, you can meet people face to face, but I think a lot of people get on the dating apps usually. Yeah. So, it's, it's just. As soon as I get to a new country, I get on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, what? Like you said, there's a smorgasbord out there. So, yeah. like, I'm like, what? Yeah. Kind of am I choosing from the buffet today? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I think some of it, I'm not going to lie, sometimes it's boredom. There have been times before in the past when I was using it and it was like, because I was like bored or it's easy to meet up with people. Like if it's like you're new to a city, definitely, it's kind of easy to go on a date, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Okay. So now that you've been living abroad, let's talk about, I want to do like a, a, sex here versus sex here little mm. game not game but just like some comparisons because yeah. it's always interesting because culturally different there's cultural differences and I think even uh depending on where you are like you always hear stories about people will say oh it's so hard dating in New York oh it's so hard dating in London right. and before we get into that when I'm saying dating uh I guess dating can mean whatever you want it to mean so anybody listening to this uh dating can be like hooking up I feel like it's whatever you want it to mean because a lot of people date well dating really doesn't mean what it used to mean back in the day like maybe our parents generation no, we're going to the movies and going to a yeah, comes to my front door yeah right now he's like I'm sending you your Uber like yeah maybe (laughs) maybe He should be sending you an Uber, ladies. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't accept it. Yeah. That's not an option. Yeah. Okay. So now, now that we have that, you can, basically I'm saying just whatever you want that to mean or take it to mean, that's what it is. So dating in Korea. Let's say dating in Korea, but let's also say hooking up in Korea. We're about to get real, real, real on y'all. Okay. <laughs> and I want to say that you, whatever you feel comfortable saying, because mm-hmm. I know people are going to be listening to this, but you know, we'd like to keep it real around here. Um, so it, in a scale from one to 10, how's it been here in Korea? It's actually been pretty good. I'll give Korea sex. A six? No, <laughs> I, I would give it better than that. I've been having like, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give it a yeah, at least a seven. Okay. 
Now, ha, ha, who has this primarily been with? Because that's also important to say. Yes. So, yes. I have not had sex with a man. Okay. At all. Okay. Um, I'm open to it. Yeah. Um, we actually talked about this before. Yeah. It's just the people that I've matched with on Tinder that I find myself like sexually attracted to um, typically end up being very strange. <laughs> they say things like, BBW, can I eat your pussy? Uh, like in really broken English. And it's, it's, I find it really unattractive. It is, especially <laughs> when it's like, yo, you're not even like coming at me correct at all. Not at all. Like there's not even a hello. Yeah. Like it's literally like, yeah. I love BBW. Oh, yeah. Let me hug your fat body. You yeah, know, like yeah. they, they're brokenly trying to tell me that they love my body, but it's so unflattering. It's yeah. Like, oh it's my like, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I've been approached by some people in person, and they also just have like the weirdest energies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just, just can't just get into it. Off. Yeah. 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 So I'm open, off. right? So I'm open, but it has not happened yet. So mostly it's been, um, there's been a lot of American guys yeah. in the army, mm-hmm. a handful of um, men from West Africa. Yeah, yeah, Africa. yeah. That's pretty. I want to say of my experiences so far here in Korea, and what would you say? You said a five, six, seven, seven. Uh, I'm going to say. Wait, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not like it's been, how many, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm just taking a little bit too long to think. Uh, I, I want to say, I want to say it's probably going to six. So not the best. Maybe like a five, actually. No, six. It's sitting somewhere between a five and a six. And that's mainly because I feel like I haven't been, I don't know. There, I don't know. It just has for me. It hasn't been anything like uh, really amazing. I've only had one person that I guess I could say was like somewhat of a relationship. I mean, it lasted like maybe not even. I don't even think we completely hit the three month mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was all right, but I just feel like a lot of guys they just don't know what they're doing down there, and that's facts. Like as far as like, um, I mean, there's many different things I think about sex besides um, just getting your nut. (laughs) But at the same time, I want to get my nut. Right. (laughs) It's important. Like I want that. (laughs) So it's just kind of a bit frustrating where it's like you kind of keep wanting. And this is the other thing why for me, uh, when it comes to like one night stands, um, the idea of a one night stand, I'm not... I don't think I, I don't really feel any other any type of way about it. But the thing is, for me, it's like gambling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to get. Exactly. And it's like, that's why I don't really do them that often. Unless it's a situation like what I was just telling you about before we started recording. <laughs> uh, if it's a situation where you're just vibing immensely, the frequencies are on point and everything you feel comfortable it's like mutual, uh, two consenting individuals mm-hmm. on their grown and sexy shit. Like that for me, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
let's go let's get it so unless it's like that situation but majority of the time it's not because motherfuckers are weird out here (laughs) so and speaking of that speaking of that we're going we're, we're not finished about korea but um have you had this it can be spain or korea or wherever do you have any like horror stories and not horror stories as in i mean whatever you feel comfortable sharing but as far as situations where it was just kind of like things either went left or you just wanted to get out of there or just wasn't like not that we're not trying to scare people or put people off but like you know just real mm-hmm. because you, you got to talk about the good and the negative because yeah. this is like the reality of you know living yeah. abroad and being a sexual being right i mean i've obviously had some terrible sex yeah and those situations that yeah. you want to fucking run yeah or has there been any like, how, let me rephrase it has there been anything that you think back and you laugh about it because there's some funny stories Absolutely. too I, I know i've had some yeah no there's a ton um actually one of my biggest horror stories was actually an american okay yeah. surprise surprise <laughs> he was not american but it was mm-hmm. in america mm-hmm. um i was going through some stuff mm-hmm. i was having a bit of a it was the weirdest night <laughs> so it starts off i meet up with a guy from Tinder. Mm-hmm. He's visiting my the town I'm living in. Mm-hmm. This was just like less than a year ago. Okay. And I had been dating this guy for a few months and it was a mess. It was toxic. I should not have been in mm-hmm. dating this man. Yeah. I was letting him be a clown and <laughs> I was doing both of our clown makeups <laughs> every morning. <laughs> like yeah. we were running the circus in that town. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Like Oh, holy shit. Um, yeah. Looking back, I definitely laughed at that. But yeah. so he left town and we had like gotten in this fight because um, he's a piece of shit. And yeah. <laughs> I was being a piece of shit too. Don't, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not putting all the blame on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I matched with this guy and he was visiting his cousin or something. And he's from like Brooklyn. So he's like, it seemed like he'd be a fun time, like the way we were talking. Mm-hmm. So I show up, get out of my car. He gets out of his car. And he like stares at me mm-hmm. and he's probably like four inches shorter than me. Okay. I am 5'10", so mm-hmm. that happens. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I have gotten used to it. I used to think like, oh, guys have to be taller. And then I got to this point where I'm like, no. I actually love when a small man comes up to me. It's like, hey, mama. And I'm right, like, right. Mm. right, right, right. <laughs> Get your little body over yeah. here. <laughs> right, yeah. I just want to put, put his whole body in me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that confidence. Yeah. So anyway, he's he's a few inch a few inches shorter than me. Yeah. And then he just like looks me up and down mm-hmm. and goes, "You're bigger in person." Damn. In like a rude. very rude tone. Yeah. He doesn't say hello. Yeah, yeah. And I literally just stared at him. I went, "I'm a big bitch." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I I have that like in my fucking bio. Like I did back then. Like yeah. I'm a big bitch. I yeah. put my height. I put like. Or, my photos show like yeah, yeah the, the photos are it yeah. like i'm very open about my size and yeah and confident in it too yeah. and i was just like yeah i'm a big bitch and he's like hmm and then we start like walking towards the bar and he goes so are you mixed what? and i went uh also like this guy he's black mm-hmm. but i was he was just being so weird his energy was immediately weird and he mm. goes are you mixed with anything why would he say that? I don't know. And so uh, my response was, I was like, no, nah, I'm all white meat. Like, <laughs> is he saying that because you're a, a full-figured white woman that's like 
you know, got asked. Is that why he was saying that? That's the only thing. No. Okay. <laughs> Just wait. Oh, okay, okay. So I say, no, I'm all white meat, like, kind of joking around. And he goes, and, like, you're, like, all white woman? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, what a weird Inferring that I'm not a born female. Like, identifying as a woman oh so and i literally just stopped and i went would you just ask the question more straightforward because i'm a little bit confused i just stopped in the middle of the street like what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah i was like first of all i'm not offended by being called like transgender or anything that you might be calling yeah. me, but like your energy is so weird we haven't even gotten to the <laughs> fucking bar and you've insulted my size and asked me if i'm a woman yeah yeah and he was like i mean i don't know like you know and I'm like, shit, I got some hair on my arms, but <laughs> like, what, what are you, like, who are you? And I just went, you know what? This isn't actually going to work out. There's no way I can sit through a date with you. I have got to go. So I headed my ass. Yeah, there, yeah. What got in my car. He's like texting me. He said, you can't take a joke. I'm like, no, what's the fun with joke? the punchline? Yeah. Where was the funny part? Because there wasn't one. I hate when people say that. Jesus Christ. So that was like the worst, like, online okay. dating. And then the yeah. night got weirder from there. Okay. I ended up in a hotel with this Ethiopian guy. Okay. He was trying to kiss me, and I really didn't want to kiss him. But yeah. He bought me pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the priorities. I was like, well, if he's gonna order us pizza, right? Yeah. And then I ended up like running out of the hotel and getting in my car. I told him my sister was sick. I lied about like I was like, I have to help take care of the baby. Like just running away. <laughs> And then he came, he like chased me out of the hotel oh. and like I rolled the window down a little bit and he like shoved his hand in the window and unlocked my door and got in my car. I was a little scared for a second. Yeah. So I got out of my car. What the hell? Is I was that like, about? I'm not gonna get killed in this like fucking motel eight parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was he wait, what was he trying to do? Like, he, go with he, you? Well he was really, really drunk and oh. he was like you took my phone on accident. And I was like, no, I fucking didn't take your phone. I was like, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and then he finally did. And I blocked him, obviously. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Crazy. And that was all in one night. Wow. <laughs> That's full on. That's full on. Yeah. Did you get the trip. pizza? I got the pizza. And he also, he also ordered some wings and I took those home. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's 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 some stories right there for the ch- grandchildren. Yeah. For the grandchildren. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying I don't think I've had anything. That's yeah, that that one guy. I'm glad you walked away from that shit cuz what a weirdo. That's that's kind of strange. Weird energy. Yeah. I talk about this a lot. I've mentioned this before, but energy is a real thing. And for any people listening, especially like any younger people listening to this like it's important to go with how you're feeling if someone's making you feel uncomfortable like definitely definitely like get out of that shit even if it's like not even making you feel uncomfortable face to face they're making you feel uncomfortable and this is on the dating app um like i there's a lot of so i've also mentioned before in here anyone living in korea uh, there's Facebook group, there's an expat woman in Korea Facebook group, and there's a relationship one. And a lot of the times on here, um, they're posting things about their experiences 
via uh, dating apps and like things that people say. And also, there's also a plus size and a beautiful Facebook group for um, my uh, more voluptuous, curvy ladies. Um, and they do the same thing. And I've seen people posting screenshots of like people talking wild, mm -hmm. talking out of pocket on the dating apps to a lot of these women. And um, personally, I just don't understand. It's, it's inappropriate, number one. And I'm like, I'm not just going to let anybody talk to me any type of way. I don't understand why there's, I feel like some people entertain or they feel, and a lot of women probably feel like, you know, we're, we're kind of conditioned to kind of still keep ourselves nice and like ladylike, even if someone's being inappropriate. Which is bullshit. It's bullshit. And I understand like some of that is for protection, especially when we're out here in these streets. But when it comes to like on the dating apps, block these fools. Yes. Block these fools. If you don't like what someone's saying to you, block them. Unmatch. How many people in the world? There's 7 billion people in the world. I, I can't, I don't know right off the top of my head how many of them are men. It's probably less than more women. Mm -hmm. But they're a dime a dozen. So don't be pressed over one guy. So, okay. Don't be pressed over one guy. It's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. I haven't dated any Korean guys either. Um, I know of some people personally who have had experiences. I had a friend, definitely not going to mention any names. I remember her telling me about her experience. She kind of had was having her sexual awakening, and she was hooking up with Korean guy after Korean guy. And she's—I uh, want to say she's on the petite shop, petite side. She's no longer here in Korea, but she's like on the petite side, very well endowed, gorgeous girl, uh, really, really cute, cute and petite mm -hmm. and thick in all the right places, you know, right. so um, I'm sure that was definitely appreciated by a lot of people, and I know she was having kind of like her little um, thought experience, I think everyone has their, or was it, what's, what's that from Insecure, Issa Rae Ho, Ho phase? You have a whole phase or is it hotation? Yeah, the hotations when you got like many guys at once that you yeah. rotate through. Okay. I don't know if she was having a hotation, maybe a home home moment, thought moment, but I feel like every everyone goes through that. Yeah. Every woman goes through that. So maybe not all, but maybe I think most. So she was having some, you know, experiences with Korean guys and from what she was telling me, it was no problems at yeah. all. It wasn't no problems. So I was actually surprised yeah. to hear that because I don't know I feel like we need to hear even on the, okay anyone who has a YouTube channel somebody needs to do a post about like the tea on what it's like with the Korean guys like some real I haven't seen it exactly you? I've only seen dating Korean guys and I'm like I don't really care how they treat me on the coffee date like <laughs> I mean obviously yeah. if if it doesn't pass the coffee date whatever but mm -hmm. like I'm like I want to know what's happening that. Like, yeah. Do they have Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so conservative here, so I just question. Yeah. I'm like, always like, how is it translating in the bedroom? Exactly. Yeah. I would love to know. I would actually love to hear it from Korean women. Definitely. From their point of view, more than the foreigner. Because I mean, like, yeah, we, yeah, the foreigner point of view is good. I'm actually more curious about the Korean. Yeah. Like, have you ever had an orgasm in your life? 
because I know I know <laughs> yeah. American women that have never a lot of women, um, not even just women in general. Yeah, a lot exactly, of people don't exactly. have not experienced the yeah. orgasm, maybe by themselves. Maybe, the majority yeah. of the orgasms I have is by my hand. I've had <laughs> one real. man make me orgasm. Okay, I've had no. I've had. I mean, I have had some experience. I'm okay. I've only had one experience with a guy where he knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait. Two, only two guys ever where it was like not. It was they. They know. They knew exact one guy in particular. He Ooh. knew exactly Ooh. that guy. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> to the point where it was like I wasn't. He was really cool, and um, this is back in Australia. He was really cool, but honestly, it was just kind of like a hooking up situation. Right. But we got on like we would hang out from time to time mm-hmm. and all that. But um, actually, he was Sri Lankan. That's right. You told me about him. Yeah. 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 But he was like, yeah. Yeah. What? No problem. Hey. What? No problem. Uh, So, so yeah. So it's just, it's like one, it was, it was like one of the situations where it's so good that I still think about it. You ever, you ever have a situation? You don't even know what this person's doing. They might, I don't even know if they're alive or Uh if they're like, I don't, we don't keep in contact. Have no idea where this guy is in the world. But I still think about it. And you know he still thinks about you. Oh, yeah. That's kind of special, though. Yeah. To yeah. never talk again, but... Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And that's, like, that's... And that's what we were just talking about that before we started recording. That's what I like also why I don't think hooking up is a bad situation when it's, like, mutual. There's mutual consent, mutual um, understanding, admiration. You're feeling each other. You're vibing well because it can be a special moment in time. Yeah. Every we don't need what's what's the uh, it's from Bobo and Plus podcast. What'd she say? We don't need everyday husbands. Yeah. Every person you meet's not gonna be everyday. I love that term. Yeah. It's not gonna be everyday husband. When I was younger, I used to think like that. That every day I was going on this person might be my husband. You're like, what if I marry him? Yeah. Our clients are gonna be purple and gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So um yes, yeah, so I just kind of feel like mm, I don't know. We need to. <clears throat> We need to get some tea. Anyone listening to that who would like to tell me or give me the tea, you can go to the Nomad Peeps Instagram, hit me up on there, or nomadpeeps.com. Anyway. All right. So to wrap this up, because we've been talking, I feel like I could talk for a while on this. I feel like we probably were just touching the surface. But let's talk about real quick safety. Okay. Um, So. I am very, very much a big, big advocate for safety first Mm -hmm. when going out with like hooking up with people, um, meeting up with people, whether you're intending to sleep with them or not, whether either way. Um, So could you give like advice or like what do you usually look out for or your personal like tips when you're going to meet up with someone off of the off of the app? Right. I mean, like you were talking earlier, I'm very like energetic and like I go off their energy. Even over text, a lot of times you can read a person's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be careless sometimes. Sometimes I just invite people over to my house like, mm-hmm. come on over. I've never met you before, you know, mm-hmm. 
it's not recommended safety wise of course mm-hmm. um but in general like yeah meet up in a public place mm-hmm. not across the street from your house <laughs> not you know like yeah. in a place where you feel comfortable where you guys can vibe like not don't meet up in like a fucking club don't meet yeah you know like That's the worst place yeah you know you don't want to meet like somewhere crazy loud crazy busy mm-hmm. um and I mean, yeah, if he's like, hey, come to my house right now, we've never met before, don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when it starts to come off almost like desperate. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, come over, I'll, I'll get your like ride, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it, like <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. just invite me over to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, I don't know, it's not the smartest way to do it. Now, my Fatiana's, which, they live inside of me. Um, <laughs> sometimes they're like, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. Coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I do it, but only when I like have a really good read of their energy. Yeah. It's never like, oh, we've been talking for 30 minutes and I'm going to come up to your house. Yeah. You know, no. I would never do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I prefer, um, so for me, I really don't, I really don't, um, go to a, guy's place um i prefer to meet majority of the time when i'm meeting up with someone i'm not meeting up with the intention of having sex um and sometimes i'll i mean you should always stay safe i definitely believe that women should also be carrying their own type of protection whether that's like condoms and stuff like that um especially here in korea because the condoms are weird as fuck um but um generally no I don't and if they don't have anything if they don't have any protection nothing's happening um that's just me and then usually I prefer to I do prefer to date like I am on I'm personally right now using dating apps uh not to find a husband but just for meeting I'm, I'm interested in meeting new people I'm interested in dating and having experiences with new people that's exactly what my tagline says mm-hmm. too and it's like because I know I have personally I have so much other things going on in my life going uh, um happening and things I'm focusing on and goals so those are my priorities but that doesn't mean that I'm shutting myself off to meeting people so generally I now that my older self I'm getting older I prefer to go out with a guy who's going to arrange something arrange a date I'm not really into coffee dates and that's a whole I feel like that's a whole nother episode Mm -hmm. because I have a thing about coffee dates but and I and I did anyone who follows me on Instagram uh the current situation I turn into a stories segment on my IG story so if you follow me there you and you have been following you've been riding with me you're part of the nomad peach jam you already know what I'm talking about but I tend to do polls and I did a poll about coffee dates and it was uh interesting but um, for me, I kind of feel like, yeah, public spaces are always the way to go. So like pretty much everything that you said. And again, energy. Make sure if the person is weird is saying some weird shit, if you, especially if you match with a person and within the first anywhere like like initial conversation to even like, I don't know, just even, I mean, it depends on you, but if they start talking in a manner that's sexual early on, if they're talking about your, your body or a women's body, or just like any type of thing in a sexual nature, like right off the bat, 
that's a, that's a sign. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. And the reason I say that, I had a situation with a guy. He, he mentioned his hotel right off the bat. Something about, oh, you should come to my hotel. There's a bar. This was after we had already made a plan to meet somewhere. And, he, and then he tried to change it. And I was like, why are we changing our location? He was pushing the boundaries. He's like, hmm, yeah. well, if she wants to meet me there, then she'll just come here. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to try you. They yeah. are going to try yeah. it. Don't fall for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, don't fall for it. So um, I just want to say that you have every right to block. You have every right to get up, even at the date, and leave. Don't feel pressured to stay Absolutely. if something, if you're not feeling something. And don't say, sorry, I have to go. Do not apologize. Yeah, just, just, just bounce. Say, just stand up and say, this isn't going to work out. I've got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Exactly. I think, I, I really feel like women need to start becoming more vocal uh, about these things. So um, I think that kind of sums up everything we're trying to say about safety. But, um, and before we go, uh, we need to plug you. We need yeah, to plug yeah, Big yeah. Booty Becca on YouTube. Uh, where else can people follow you? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram, Big Booty Becca, um, Becca's with a CK, mm-hmm. and there's an underscore at the end because yeah. some fucking bitch has Big Booty <laughs> Becca with a CK, no followers, no fo- no posts, nothing, and I'm like, give me a fucking account. <laughs> Are you shitting me? I've messaged them multiple really? times, no response. Wow. I really don't think they use it at all. That's weird. Anyway. Okay. Um, Big Woody Becca on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, catch me there. And also, what can they see on your channel? Because we didn't really. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm trying to get into on my channel, um, experiences abroad. Like my only video up at this moment, so at the time of recording, is actually an apartment tour. Because um, I loved those kinds of videos before moving to Korea. Mm. Um, but I'm trying to get into like sex toy reviews. I'm yeah. a huge fan of glasses. I have a growing collection. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm doing, or I'm getting ready to do some glasses reviews. Um, Her glasses are fire. I fucking love They're really fire. They're glasses. stylish as fuck. I wish yeah. I could pull off glasses. You can. Yeah. You just, I could. Literally, all you have to do is be like, I look good in these, and suddenly you do. Yeah. It's magic. Yeah. Confidence I feel like it's just magic. like the confidence to carry it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's gonna be a lot of that um, travel stories. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully some good thought stories. Yay! As we go collecting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for joining me thank today. You for I had fun recording this, and we are going to move on. Putting my peeps on, but putting my peeps on, but putting my peeps on, but 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 but. Okay. That is a work in progress. I'm probably going to say that every episode until the shit changes, <laughs> that intro. Um, but yes, putting my peeps on this segment is about recommending things that I like, people that I like, or anything that um, it relates to the episode and I think can be helpful and beneficial to my listeners. So for today, everything that I'm talking about has to do with exploring sexuality and my first putting my peeps on thing that I want to recommend is wildflower sex. 
Um, well, that is their Instagram page, but Wildflower, it's a sexual wellness boutique. And I'm looking at their website just to give you guys an idea. It was founded in 2017 and it's offering the most innovative sexual wellness and adult store products in a sex positive and educational environment. So I found out about Wildflower through their IG account and I really love everything about like how they do it from how they talk about sex toys on their IG account, even their blog. They have a blog that um, kind of goes into a lot of um, different, th- uh, different, excuse me, t- uh, topics regarding uh, gender um, and even things that it, it does in a way that it makes it very accessible and for someone who may be shy or new to certain things, uh, such as sex toys, or even if someone trying to educate themselves about the experiences of people of various different genders, it's a good place to go. I love that they approach everything with the educational, um, from an educational space, um, even how they explain the use of um, how to use their sex toys. And they they have, like, for example, they do not sell any sex toys specifically talking about things like dildo in any flesh tones. Um, and I thought that was interesting because uh, a lot of the times when you're talking about um, flesh toned sex toys, even that has like racial undertones. So I love that it's all like neutral when it comes to things like that. That's just like one of, one of their, um, Uh, I guess you could say like something that they stand by that I thought was very interesting and says a lot about them Um, and all of their practices are they try to stand by a lot of ethical practices, even the way they source certain things. So I just love everything about it. And I highly recommend checking out their Instagram page. They do shipping international and um, I've purchased some things from them and I've been satisfied (laughs) to say the least. So that's our first one. And second one, I want to talk about another IG account called Alpha Channeling. So Alpha Channeling is the moniker of a Bay Area based um, artist. And he does a lot of erotic uh, illustrations. And he's another person. It's a he It is a guy um, who does this. Um, And I found his, again, through IG, just somehow like stumbled upon it. But the illustrations are quite beautiful. um, And I think it's described, well, based from his website, it's described as the world of utopian erotic. Um, So there are, they are very beautifully done erotic um, drawings, but a lot of the, the, he displays a lot of it in the form of like vines and jungles and flowers and um, kind of some geometric designs. And I really, I really like that. It's, I believe there's like, he has on the website, he still sells um, stickers. I believe it's like, there's one is, it's been turned into a coloring book. Um, And I think it's just a very cool way to see Uh, another expression of erotic art that's done in a very lush, whimsical, uh, beautiful way. So that is what I would uh, recommend. And finally, this is a podcast. 
if you haven't heard about this, you're very late to the party. Uh, Bobo and Flex. Uh, it's two two influencers uh, and multi hyphenate black women. One is Flex Mommy. She goes by that on Instagram. She's from Sydney, and Bobo Bobo. Let me see. I I really I feel bad because I do not want to fuck her name up. Bobo. Matilaj, I think is her name. And that's her IG. And again, I'm going to have all this information for y'all in the description box. So I apologize for having some issues with pronunciation because I really hate doing that. But both of them, they have a podcast together called Bobo and Flex. And it is a dating uh, and lifestyle podcast, but they also quite often talk about sex. And I absolutely love it because it's in a very... um, excuse me, unapologetic way, as well as a very self, they talk about it from a lot of points of being self-aware and um, trying to like delve into that, understanding how we perceive certain things about sex, about dating. Um, And so like, for example, they talk about topics such as, you know, who pays on the first date. And, you know, they they constantly, one of the taglines of the show is, you know, helping people to facil- facilitate their own nut, which I absolutely love that. And I'm here for that. So I would totally recommend to give a listen to Bobo and Flex. So anyone, like I said, all of these things that I just mentioned, if you are in a stage where you are exploring your sexuality or you want to explore more and require some, you know, whether it's some education, checking out some sex toys, trying to learn about some sex toys or hearing about certain situations, opening your mind, or you just want to look at some pretty things like alpha channeling, I would check out all three of these. So let's move on to final thoughts. For this episode's final thoughts, I wanted to start with a quote that I've always loved from the iconic Grace Jones, which is, in a room full of people, want yourself first. And I really like that for many reasons, uh, because it it speaks to a self-confidence. And Grace Jones is known as, like, well, for many things, like style, her music being kind of like a fashion icon and all of that. But also, her her looks are so striking and i think she was also a sex symbol and considering when she was at the height of everything in the 1980s and you know you have this tall amazon amazonesque uh statuesque black dark-skinned woman with short hair um doing what she was doing at the time, I, first of all, I think that's just so amazing because it's like, you think about the 1980s, like, I feel like we're just now getting to a point, especially for black women where, you know, I mean, we've always been, in my opinion, we've always been, um, 
gorgeous and kind of like, you know, a lot of things, a lot of people, different types of people are inspired, excuse me, inspired by us from style to, well, nowadays, even body shape and stuff like that. Right. But I feel like it was all of her confidence and everything that also made her more sexy, I think, than her actual looks and just that kind of like that energy, that boss ass energy. And I think that is what is really important when it comes to feeling attractive, feeling sexy. And I, I really do believe that you should find yourself attractive before anyone else does. And that to me is essentially what that what that quote means. Of course, you know, it's a work in progress um, in general when it comes to, you know, building yourself up and self-confidence and self-esteem. And I'm I'm still on that journey. Um, and I've found that sexual exploring myself, getting to understand myself and in a sexual way has definitely helped with that, with uh, building up some of that self-confidence. It's so much so that when it comes to being abroad. I feel like it's helped me to kind of cut out certain things and know that I don't want to deal with certain things or put myself in certain situations because I have an understanding of myself and what I deserve, what I like. And this is for, this is not only just sexual, but emotionally too. So I feel like that's the type of energy that people should kind of go. And I'm speaking specifically to women. Um, there may be men listening to this or whoever listening to this, but uh, I'm speaking from experience and a standpoint of a woman or those identifying as women. And I guess, you know, everyone, depending on where you fall or what intersection you're at, you're going to have a different experience. But I feel like this kind of applies to everyone. Um, as far as knowing yourself, understanding yourself, and, and that goes for sexually too. So I, all I can say is I'm on my journey and I feel like this is definitely the best way going forward as far as like wherever I am in the world. Um, and it will help me to have better sex, better relationships, better everything when I know myself inside and out. So, and so I want to just uh, end by shouting out Becca again. Thank you so much. It was really awesome talking with her. And um, yeah, please go check her out. Big Booty Becca. That's a Becca with a CK uh, over on YouTube. Check out her channel because she's doing some really cool stuff. She's very passionate. And I, and I really, I like what she's doing. And um, yes, check the show notes for all the stuff I dropped. I want to give a shout out to Rihanna. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Rihanna because she's been helping me and as well as a whole bunch of other women get themselves together, feeling sexy, embracing themselves because that lingerie, Fenty, I finally just bought, I bought a few things while I was home in August and I don't know how to act. <laughs> I really don't. Um, yeah, as well, uh, uh, other thing I want to say is, of course, always when you are involved in any type of uh, sexual activity, uh, whether you're just having fun, it's casual or serious, remember safety and consent, two very, very important things. And I also want to give a shout out to my body. 
And I think everyone, should, you should give a shout out to your body and be thankful. Be thankful for your body and your mind because, you know, they're both two amazing things that helps us to get through this crazy ass world. So I'm going to wrap it up. You guys know where to find me. The modern day, excuse me, not the modern day Afronaut. I'm going to get it together. I promise we're going to get this shit together. Modern day Afronaut over at Instagram. Follow us over at Nomad Peeps Pod on Instagram. And as always, everyone be happy, be healthy, be well, and I will see y'all next week. Bye.